Welcome to Together We're Better podcast. This will be the best 30 minutes of your day. I'm your host, Brandon Morris, the manager of community engagement with Building Our Future here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Welcome. To all of our listeners, this podcast is centered around the question, what's possible when you bring people together around a shared result? With the month of May being Mental Health Awareness Month, this episode is titled Real Talk, Shattering the Stigma Around Mental Health. You'll have the pleasure to listen to the gems that are being dropped in my conversation with Dr. Dominique Pritchett. She is a licensed therapist, speaker, consultant, media contributor, and the CEO of Beloved Wellness Center. Also joining us, we have Carrie Foss. She's the behavioral health manager of Kenosha County Division of Aging and Disability and Behavioral Health Services. Together, they'll talk about the stigma towards mental health and how just to normalize mental wellness. You'll want to listen to this 30 minutes of real talk. So get out your notebooks, take some notes, and then apply it to your life. Let's dive in. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Carrie Foss, I work for Kenosha County's Division of Aging, Disability, and Behavioral Health, the Behavioral Health Manager. Excellent. Thank you again, Carrie. And Dr. Pritchett. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much for having me. Hey, everyone, my name is Dr. Dominique Pritchett. I am the CEO at Beloved Wellness Center, a private practice in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Also, I am a speaker and wellness consultant, and the people on the street knows me as the number one self-sabotage therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, I love it. Thank you, ladies, uh, for joining us today. So, uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, the podcast is sent around this question. What's possible when you bring people together around a shared result? So with the being Mental Health Awareness Month, you guys are experts in this field. Carrie, I want to throw this one to you first. Um, why is mental health important to you? Mental health is important to me, as it should be for everyone, because I would say we all have mental health, just like we all have physical health. Um, Mental health is our state of being, the emotion. Um, Certainly, I'm not going to speak to anything clinical with the experts, Dr. Pritchett here. Um, But when I I talk about um, mental health, my role in behavioral health for Kenosha County the idea is that I'm I'm the, and you had said expert, and that would be debatable to anyone that's listening, but my expertise is the systems in which clinicians can practice, the system in which we provide services to our community. And so within the county, uh, certainly the county operates within the private sector the, 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 and, and the county um, supported programs, but what is possible when we come together Anything is possible when we come together. I think there's a a, a beauty in Kenosha that there are several individuals that are willing to collaborate. There are many, many county employees, individuals in private practice, hospitals, and um, I think we have a great community of business partners, um, advocates that are willing to come to the same table. 
And so this opportunity to talk about collaboration is exciting for me, Brandon, because it's something that I enjoy. Um, and I'm also, uh, I enjoy it because I, I have a chance to be humbled in everyone's niche. And I have an opportunity to, um, right, just keep making this table as big as I possibly can. So that's where I kind of see my role. I, I know that my experience with you, Brandon, has been, um, you know, we kind of came together in, in the, the wake of social unrest. And I had an opportunity to come and, and connect with you. And, you know, out of that moment of our community, um, I had an opportunity to meet a lot of engaging, influential, and um, people that are interested in, in prevention as much as I am. Dr. Pritchett and I, our paths have crossed for several decades now through employment and living and working in Kenosha, and um, we seem to always somehow gravitate to one another, whether it's, you know, what can we do next, or you have to help me understand, or maybe um, I can bounce off these things because I need some help in processing. What's possible? Anything's possible. And I, and, and it's, is that a generic cliche response? Perhaps but I'm really proud to believe in that. Wow, thank you for that, Carrie. Dominique, throwing it to you. Repeat your, I was so engulfed in what Carrie was saying. You know, I could just listen to her passion spread out into the world all day. So repeat the question. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, uh, <laughs> so why is mental health important to you? Why is mental health important? Mm -hmm. Mental health is as important as when we go to the doctors and we get our vitals checked. It is our uh, beat and pulse of what starts up there psychologically and emotionally. All, majority of the time, everything we do starts with our mental, our psychological, our emotional capacity. So mental health is near and dear to me because I grew up around many individuals who struggle with mental illness and addiction. And I didn't get into this profession by accident, but when I look at individuals who are struggling with mental illness or mental health conditions, so you'll hear us use those terms interchangeably without in intending to offend anyone's preference, but it's near and dear to me because it's personal, growing up around it, having individuals in the social service system help me throughout my younger years. I, I describe myself as a warrior to anxiety. So it's personal in that sense because I do live with anxiety. I'm a person living with anxiety. And so when I think about mental wellness and mental health, it's personal, it's unique. Um, and it deserves a good deal of attention because we all have experienced it at some point of our in our lives. What you can look at it on a spectrum, whether it's oh I got anxiety because I have a test coming up, or I'm expecting a baby into this world and I feel like my mind's going a million miles an hour. Okay, your thoughts and your emotions are everywhere, or it can be the very extreme. So we have all faced it, and that's why it deserves such a unique amount of attention because people are not exempt from having mental health challenges. Wow. Hey, listen, for the folks that are listening to this podcast, this is just our very first one, and we have two dynamic people on here that are dropping some gems right away, and we're literally like five or six minutes into the podcast. So I'm just so appreciative of, of both of you. 
thank you for that. Wow. It's going to be hard to follow you guys. I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so I just have to, if you mind, Brandon, I think um, Dominique really brings up this fascinating um, point. And I know this is a passion of hers as, as well as mine is stigma. And when we talk about growing up with mental health, growing up around it, I, I look back on what I know now. And I think of family members that I, I lived with. Uh, I grew up with living with my grandmother. Looking back, I wish I would have known what I know now. Um, and she fell in a stereotype. She fell into the cliche of that overly anxious, worried, bothersome Italian immigrant woman. She's just overbearing, she's nervous, and she fell into the stereotype. And when I think back, I think um, it, her life was probably incredibly hard because this was a woman that lived with anxiety, now that I can reflect upon it. Mm-hmm. And, but she fell in a stereotype. And, and, and this is the 70s, the 80s. We're not talking about stigma to, to behavioral health. Um, we're not talking about that. When I think about people who have the physical afflictions and, and, and Dr. Pritchett, you know, akin to this to go in and get your vitals checked. When you talk about someone who is um, faced with a challenge like cancer, you know, think about the words we use to describe that person. That person's a warrior. They're a fighter. They're brave and they're strong. And they are. That's exactly what they are. But a person living with anxiety or depression, what, do we use those same words to describe that person? will say, you know, get over it, um, knock it off, everything's fine. And certainly the, stereo- the stigma that goes for people who are, are dealing with perhaps schizophrenia, uh, schizoaffective, bipolar, then we start using really, um, really hurtful words like crazy, dangerous, psycho, you know, and, and the idea of stigma and breaking those stereotypes to be able to normalize the help, the help that is out there, um, the way we keep it a secret. You know, nobody wanted to say that Grandma had broken four doorknobs a month because she was literally rattling the doors every single night to make sure they were locked. Well, we didn't talk about that. We knew it wasn't normal, and so shame on us. You know, looking back on that now. So thank you for saying, Doctor Pritchett, that you know what you're doing is not by accident. Mm-hmm. Yep, Carrie, I, I, I want to jump in. And, you know, Brandon, we do see you there, but when we get into it, we, 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 we like to be as informative and educational as possible. And that's what I love about uh, when we, we have this conversation, because what we're doing is normalizing it. So when Carrie mentions an aunt, or I mean, or a, a, was it a grandma, my grandma. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned grandma, or I mentioned a family member, people's eyes perk and say, huh. I wonder if that's happening to me or in my house. So, but I want to break down stigma just a teeny bit. Uh, and we do our best to keep all the clinical jargon where it belongs and really have authentic conversations with people so they can wrap their minds around what is this thing, mental health. But when we talk about stigma, stigma is that disgrace people have, that judgment that they have towards a particular circumstance, whether it's homelessness, 
a quality of lifestyle or even a person living with a mental health condition. There's two, a lot of varieties of stigma, but two common ones. The social stigma uh, in terms of society uh, uh, talking about individuals living with mental illness like they're crazy. You see the media painting all the villains, oh, they're mentally ill and they're, they're so scary and all of this. But also we can self-stigmatize because of all that stuff that's around us of, oh, I guess I don't deserve help or uh, I'm just, you know, just an emotional, unstable person. So we start self-stigmatizing. Those are the roadblocks that get in the way of people uh, taking that leap of faith and saying, I'm going to get help. So some other examples of stigma that might sound familiar to people is, say, like a person got out of prison. They did their time um, and they're reintegrating back into society. They will they might have that stigma that I went to prison and it'll always be with me and someone will always judge me because of it. Or people that go to therapy is oh, only crazy people go to therapy. I, I beg to differ. Uh, 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 amazing people go to therapy because Something clicked or someone encouraged them to say, the time is now. And would you say, Dr. Pritchett, not only something inside of them, but perhaps someone around them? Absolutely. Let's, yep. We'll go. I'll yep. go. I'll support you. Um, I will support you. Kind of bringing it back to building our future, Brandon. You know, do we, do we know families who have children that have entered the mental health system, have entered an inpatient facility or a partial hospitalization, and they don't even share with their closest family members where this child is. They are self-stigmatizing their own their, themselves and their child by not feeling comfortable, um, already assuming there is some, some discomfort they're gonna provide others because not only that their, their, their loved one, their child in this situation has a behavioral health need, that what should be celebrated is you're getting help. You're taking these great steps to provide help. For heaven's sakes, if this child had uh, diabetes, would, we, would anyone question they're now taking insulin on a daily basis? Would anyone question that they had to follow up with physicians or dietitians that the family perhaps had to make changes and the way they eat or celebrate holiday um, to make sure that this child could eat and participate. Absolutely not. Most families would welcome the ability to help that child be healthy. And how many families do we know that don't participate in that type of family system healing for, for mental health concerns? And it's conversations like this and practitioners like Dr. Pritchett that are important and vital to this community to make sure that that is happening. Wow, that's some impactful information. So how do we, as a community, have this shared result where mental health awareness, the talks, the conversations, the, the, the advertisement is just normal? How do we get to that point? That's one of those conversations or one of those questions of how do we eradicate racism? Um, you know, it's going to take everyone understanding that we're all susceptible to um, being victims or engaging in a certain behavior. So I think when people are uh, can start taking the time to wait 
And I use the acronym WAIT. Why am I talking? Mm. To do more to do more listening, to do more learning, and start drawing parallels. And I love, and I use those parallels that Carrie talks about all the time of language, of empathy. Oh, I'll take you to the doctor. So when we can draw parallels, it starts making a little bit more sense to people. Even my clients are like, I'm not taking those medications. I'm like, you know, you made it this far. Let's, 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 Go for your treatment full force and give you back the life that you desire and that you deserve. So when it, even the conversation about psychiatric medications come up, I always say, if you, when I'm not saying you do, if you had a chronic health condition such as diabetes or a broken leg, what would you do for the broken leg when you go to the doctor? I would get a cast. I would go to physical therapy. And what would you do if you had diabetes? Typically, you know, you might take a medication, check your, uh, uh, as, as in my household, as we grew up, they call it the sugar. You would check the sugar. <laughs> um, you would do those things because you can see the results. And with mental health, people don't see results right away fast enough or what the results that's normal to the world. Wow. I mean, wow. That's deep that you say that. Uh, that approach, trying to tackle this, you have to compare it to trying to tackle racism. Carrie, you want to add anything to that? It's a dip, it's well, it's difficult to, to answer that question, Brandon. And, and but I think, um, how do you answer that in its totality? I, I, I certainly don't know. How do we take? pieces of it, Brandon, you're affording us the opportunity right now. You have afforded Dr. Pritchett and I the opportunity to talk about normalizing um, mental health needs and normalizing um, what you deserve and normalizing what happens when we come together. So how do we how do we get rid of the stigma? I don't know, um, but I do know we got to start and this feels like a really good start. Carrie, I like to think about it that it takes one conversation to have that conversation trickle and tell 10 people, hey, I had that conversation. I learned this or did you notice this? So in my sessions with my clients and even if I'm at dinner or somebody uh, with somebody, I'm like, OK, turn off the therapy language. And I always say, let's be curious about that girl. Where did that come from? So I invite people to be curious about the unknown or to be curious about the possibility that they could live a different lifestyle um, when they, you know, take advantage of those resources. And Brandon, if I can insert an opportunity uh, that I've uh, an, an initiative that I curated and I am so thankful, Carrie, may I? Yes, to announce it. I am so thankful uh, that I was able to curate an initiative. It's called Ask a Therapist About Therapy. And it, it, it has taken a life of its own. You know, Brandon, you all are now sponsors. And I just got word this morning that Kenosha County um, is a sponsor. So thank you so much, Carrie, for facilitating that relationship. But that is part of the equations, collaboration, community, and connections. And so part of this tour, it's a tour, Ask a Therapy, Ask a Therapist About Therapy Tour. So that's a tongue twister, too. Yeah. Is 
the month of May for uh, mental health awareness, myself, along with some surprise mental wellness guests, uh, will be joining me on tour. We're going to go through different locations throughout the city because we believe in the model of we got to go where the people are sometimes because them coming to us, it can be scary. I'm not a scary looking person, but the stigma has made it scary. So throughout May, we'll be at different locations throughout the city where we are just having authentic conversations. And to go off Carrie's word of normalizing, our three goals are to normalize mental wellness, explore what is therapy and what it is not. And lastly, continue the conversations around shattering stigma. So it's educational, informational, and resourceful. Wow. The, the, the foundation and beauty of prevention. Yeah. Prevention. Yes. So, yeah. so does it help to have more success stories pushed out over and over again? And just real quick, if I can, I was a college athlete and I found out my senior year that I had test anxiety. And I'm thinking, what in the world is that? When they broke it all down to me and walked me through some therapy and I, I was able to take my test in an office and not in the classroom and I started getting A's on my test, I was like, wait a minute, you guys, you, you guys are playing. This is fake and started getting more A's and then end up graduating with honors. I was like, if I would have knew that I had test anxiety in my freshman year, who knows what I would have accomplished? Maybe even take it all the way back to high school. So that w will that help try to break or shatter that stigma? I think that helps shatter and break stigma for not only uh, mental health concerns, but think about all the kids that don't know why they don't do really good on tests. I mean, there, there's an educational voice here that's, pretty powerful too. I mean, how many kids do we know in our lives that say, I don't know, I do okay in class, but I cannot pass a final. Yes. I cannot, my SAT scores are garbage, right? You know, I, I know a couple of, of them like that. And so, but gee, understanding that, that, oh, you, Brandon, you, you know, you, that that's going on in your life. Okay, I might be a little bit more open to exploring maybe that's going on in my life. For sure, of course it does. It's an, And it's not success stories alone that are important. You know, uh, hey, what didn't work? That's just as useful. Excellent. That's just as useful. Excellent. Thank you for that. And uh, Dr. Pritchett, um, if you could leave us with some words of encouragement, inspiration, or kind of like Carrie said, tell us what's working and what's not working. One of the things, one, I want to uh, commend you for publicly stating that because we need these real life people telling real life stories and mental illness or mental health conditions, they don't discriminate. We all have the susceptibility to be impacted at different times. So I encourage people to ask questions, ask more questions, interview your providers. And if you if you are struggling, take someone to the doctor or to your uh, uh, your first therapy appointment with you. 
But my words of encouragement is that to keep it all inside, we will likely act it out in one way or another. So I encourage you to start making sense of those kind of light bulb moments, those pits in your stomach or things that just don't seem right. But also when we can talk about it, it it becomes second nature to say, hey, I'm not okay," or um, today's a good day. And a lot of people believe going to therapy or seeking mental health treatment is always because something's quote unquote wrong. It could be a a checkup or tune up, as I call it, or just to say I need to explore how I'm doing. So I encourage you all to be willing to accept that it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to protect your peace and be curious about what's happening to you and the family members and uh, your friends and the people you love. Thank you for that. Um, Carrie, can you give us some words of encouragement, inspiration, or as, as you alluded to earlier, what's working or what's not working? I, 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 um, what's working and what's not working is going to be different for everyone. We're all our own experts on success and, and, and not success. You know, we either learn or sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. And that's, and we're the experts on that for, for sure. Um, I can't help but just continue what, what Dr. Pritchett had said was being able to acknowledge this in ourselves. Um, and, but as a, a responsibility, a collective, what's possible when we do things together, there is an opportunity for us to check in with others. There is an opportunity for us to say, hey, friend, you know, this, this, I've noticed these changes. What can I do to support you um, to make other changes? I, it, it, because well, that's none of my business. That's none of my business. There's something going on over there, but that's none of my business. Well, you know, I, I think sometimes people's health is our business, especially the ones we love. And so being able to have insight Dr. Pritchett had mentioned having insight on when when do you need to recognize it, but not being ashamed, uh, not being afraid or fearful or reluctant to reach out to those ones closest to us to say, let's talk about what this is. Well, how did you put that, Dr. Pritchett? Let's let's um, let's be curious. What did you say earlier about? Let's explore that. Yes, let's be curious. Yeah, be curious why you haven't made it to the last three or four outings. Let's be curious about why. Um, you know, um, maybe you're not working. Let's be curious as to why you're, you are no longer employed, whatever the situation is. Um, but let's have this obligation to one another. That's truly, right, how we can accomplish things together. But, and I think Dr. Pritchett mentioned, you, you got that appointment? Can I take you? You know, having those questions of, well, what can I do? Anything I can do? Now, throw out that option. Can I take you? I'll wait in the parking lot and grab a coffee after. Um, I'm really proud of you for going to that appointment. Positive regard. Want to hear about that? Yeah. And Carrie, what you're talking about is collectivism. You know, when we think about how so many generations have survived and rebuilt families, and when we talk about mental health, it comes from a number of things. It may be um, uh, some things are genetic, genetic. so, so some things are biological and genetic, environmental, maybe it's the result of trauma, expectations, wherever it comes from, to approach it collectively. 
means that I'm about to be up in your business. I'm not going to violate your space, but I'm nosy because I'm nosy because I love you. And so I think people have gotten so uh, territorial and individualistic is that I got to worry about me and mine. Well, we live in this community together, and that is what I love about being a clinician in the city I live in. I go to the local grocery store, to the uh, harbor market down at the lake, and hey, it's Dr. D. I'm like, you know, hi. You know, so we always respect these, each other's boundaries because folks know what I do. Um, but I think when we can get back to a collective approach to growing and healing and making those mistakes, but uplift each other when we do, um, that can that moves the needle forward without being perfect. I'm fallible and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Dr. Pritchett, can you give us uh, those listeners just where can they find the information on your tour? Just in case we have a lot of local listeners tuning in. Absolutely. So as I always like to close out whenever I'm invited to somebody's home, uh, again, my name is Dr. Dominique Pritchett. I'm the CEO at Beloved Wellness Center of Private Practice in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You can find information about Beloved at BelovedWellnessCenter.com. If you have in want to find information about out about me, DominiquePritchett.com. But if you go to either one of those websites, you can find information about Ask a Therapist About Therapy Tour. We are celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month because we have a lot to celebrate to boost our awareness and encourage people to take action now. And it's okay if you're not ready, but go to either one of those websites. And also there'll be information on the county's website as well. On Monday, we'll be happy to formalize and and, um, have our sponsorship and then be able to announce at that time where um, the additional tour stop will be. I've got a couple locations actually fighting over her. So we'll have to finalize that on, 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 on Monday. Excellent. Ladies, I definitely want to say sincere thank you, gratitude to you guys joining us. Uh, during this month of May, which is the Mental Mental Health Awareness Month. All the information that you guys threw out, I know. Listeners, sorry I'm telling you this at the end, but you should have had out your notebook. I want you to go back and play this. Take out your notebook. Jot down these notes from these two amazing women right here in our Kenosha County community. Ladies, thank you. There's anything is possible in the words of Carrie Foss. Anything is possible when you pull people together around a shared result. So ladies, thank you. I appreciate you. Absolute pleasure to be in the two of your company. Excellent. Together, we are better. Wow, what an impactful episode that was. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that just as much as I did. A big thank you goes to Carrie Foss and Dr. Dominique Pritchett for joining us today and just dropping so many authentic gems. My notebook is full. Again, this podcast is centered around the question, what's possible when you bring people together around a shared result? Please subscribe to our new podcast, Together We're Better. As always, Be well.